0: hello welcome to experiencing motherhood black and single i am your host kim and i just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in oh my gosh it is the very first episode i am so excited that i'm finally doing this and today i just wanted to come and talk about four things my story Why I have decided to podcast, what the podcast is going to be about, and what you can expect. So let's jump right into my story. I became pregnant during the end of my sophomore year of college, and I want to say I was a little devastated. So, uh, that summer, and I kind of figured it when my cycle didn't come on, but I was like, well, this has happened once before, so maybe it's the same kind of thing. So, that was May. No, actually, I want to say June, because the internship was two months, and so... I believe June came, or July came, and I still had no cycles. So, I was like, okay. And I still did not go get a pregnancy test, because at this point, I'm in New York, and um, I didn't have a car there. And I don't know, I just refused to go and get a pregnancy test from the grocery store or something. So, anyways, fast forward to August. So, this has been about um, from, like, June to August. I have not taken a pregnancy test, but I have not had a cycle. So, two months has passed, and I'm still in, I guess, this denial state of mind. So, I get back to Jackson, and I'm like, okay, I finally have to face my fears and go buy a pregnancy test because at this point if i have a child i need to decide what's going to happen if if i'm growing a baby and so i went and got a pregnancy test and of course it was positive so at this point i started to think what am i going to do should i give this baby up for adoption what about an abortion? You know what? I don't really believe in abortions or do I. You know what? Let me just talk to somebody because I don't really know what I'm thinking right now. Like I'm really just feeling like my life is over. Like what have I have what have I done? I just I don't know. Like I was just in this whole denial state of mind. So I told my roommate at the time and she suggested that I talk to Planned Parenthood. So, I actually uh, consulted, I believe, the abortion clinic first because I really wanted to talk and just make sure that I did not believe in abortion. So, I actually had to go there to actually see people and kind of realized that that was something I was not about to do but I did again want to be wanted to be fully educated and aware of all options so after the abortion clinic I decided to go to Planned Parenthood and just talk to them there's a lady there she prayed for me um because at this point you know I still had faith my faith was just Very weak at this point because I'm like, I have been praying, like, God, please don't let me be pregnant. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking, like, I just thought, I guess, God was just gonna keep me from getting pregnant after I had been doing things, you know, to get pregnant. So, after talking to someone at Planned Parenthood, they suggested a doctor and they could call and make an appointment for me since it was so far along they would try to get me in a ASAP. So I was able to get in, and luckily, um, the baby was fine. Well, my daughter, she was fine. So I started prenatals right away, and I had to start drinking Insure because my baby was not growing as fast as she should have been. And, um, yeah, like, they were able to tell me I was having a girl right at that point because... It was just so far along. So anyways, fast forward to about eight months, and I finally told my family that I was pregnant. My immediate family at that. I didn't tell, you know, a whole bunch of other people. Now, before my immediate family, I did tell um, a a cousin of mine who is like a big sister. And I told a few friends at school, of course, because they see me every day. um, But that was about it. And so once I told my family, they were highly disappointed because I'm like the first um, child to go to college. So a lot of the other kids looked up to me and, you know, everybody was proud of me because I had been doing well in school for as long as they knew me. And then I had also been doing well in college as far as they knew. So... When I told them I was pregnant, like, the news was devastating. And I guess they just really didn't know how to handle it. I already didn't know how to handle it or it felt like anybody really understood what I was going through. I thought I was the end of the world. But I got through that. So I had my baby um, vaginally without an epidural like I wanted to. At this point, you know, I had started to read, um parenting books and I started reading books on childbirth once I got to a point where I could finally accept the fact that I was pregnant I I believe it was probably like um around month seven or eight before I actually told my immediate family and so at this point um I tried to Handle the whole newborn stage on my own. But I was in for a rude awakening. I was not getting any sleep. I was breastfeeding exclusively. But I was not pumping. And so... I just wanted to break down some days. Because I felt like... When she was sleeping... People, people will say, like, when the baby is sleeping, you need to sleep. But the truth of the matter is... Is that if you sleep when the baby is sleeping... You won't ever get anything done. So... At one point, I was just about to really lose it, and I had to call my grandmother. And I told her, like, I really needed help because I didn't think that I could do it by myself anymore. Like, I was literally not getting any sleep. I was feeling like a zombie. And so she told me to just come home. So long story short, I went home. And I stayed until my six-week checkup. So after the six-week checkup, I went back to the job I had at a restaurant. So I couldn't afford to put my daughter in daycare at the time. And plus, I don't think I really wanted her to go that young. So my grandma would keep her while I would work an hour and a half or two away. And I would go... Uh, back and forth on the days that I was off. And so I would go and I would stay a few days and I would come back and work and stay a few days because I was working part-time at a restaurant. I could do that. But it was just so far and so much gas. But anyways, I got through that. And so she went to daycare around three or four months, I want to say, after a friend of mine helped me get a job at a nonprofit doing HR. So I was really thankful for that, but I still kept my restaurant job because I couldn't afford to live alone with the HR job. So I did that for about two years. I would work um, at the HR place, I went back to college and finished, and then I would work at the restaurant. So this whole time, I'm working two jobs, going back to school part-time, and it was just all so much. I don't even know how I got through it to this day, but I did. And so my child's father and I, we were actually in the process of trying to make what we called a relationship work. And the last year was just so rocky. It was like he was trying to do his thing and, you know, still get his master's and focused on that. And then I'm here trying to just figure out life. I mean, what I was going to do next, how I was going to function with the child. And so I told myself if things did not get better between the two of us, then I would have to make a move because I couldn't continue to allow myself to be stuck. So I ended up making a decision to move to Texas from Mississippi to start over, essentially. And so I didn't really have a plan. I just knew that I would move and we would have a better life. So, it wasn't that easy in the beginning. It was a whole lot of adjusting, a whole lot of, you know, searching for a daycare, um, just a whole lot of things, and then not having my friend around that I could just go to her house, or she could come over and help me, or um, I could call her up if I needed her, or even to just be able to call her dad and say, hey, can you watch her? You know, I didn't have any of that um, after a while. And so I started to listen to podcasts, searching for someone who might be in a similar situation, someone who moved to a different state, didn't really have a support system near to kind of figure out what they were doing, or how they were making it, Um, and especially, like, someone of color. However, when I was searching iTunes, I did not find anyone. Uh, Most of the ladies were either older, divorced, or Caucasian women. So, the podcasts are still helpful, but just not as relatable, if you will. So I felt like I needed to kind of bridge that gap and be able to share my experiences as a millennial black single mother, just, you know, out here doing what I do. And people like to always ask me, how do I do it? How did I move to another state? six hours away from my immediate family, not having help. How do I get things done? I just get so many questions. So I figured that I could create a podcast to share my journey in hopes that other young, single, black moms who are raising the kids on their own will be able to learn from my stories and become motivated that they too can, you know, get out of a place of just being comfortable and get uncomfortable to provide a better situation for them and their child. So I also hope to bring on other Black single moms that we are able to learn from and be inspired and motivated I know my journey has been a tough one and again I just really hadn't come across you know anybody who was in a similar situation that is podcasting now I have come across a bunch of single black single mom blogs um but no one who is podcasting so this podcast again is just going to be me sharing my experiences, my tips, and then I also hope to bring on other women, maybe even some men who are single dads. So if you know anyone um, that may be interested in sharing their stories, please let me know. You can email me at singleblackmotherhood@gmail.com, at and I would love to connect with them. Now, as far as expectations about the podcast, I will try my best to get them uploaded weekly. So you'll be able to listen via iTunes, SoundCloud, or just wherever podcasts are available. If there's any topics you want me to discuss, um, anything you may be interested in you can just feel free to reach out to me again via that email singleblackmotherhood@gmail.com, at gmail.com and you can follow the podcast on instagram at singleblackmotherhood and if you find the episodes helpful or if you learn something please feel free to subscribe rate and review I really want to take this time again to say thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to connecting with each of you and sharing my journey. Bye.